Hello, viewers and listeners. Paul from 1178. We've got another movie review tonight. What a surprise, eh? It's a movie review on a Sunday night. What a shock. Uh, tonight, um, I picked Straw Dogs, which I'm looking forward to. Good film, and hopefully some good points made. I have with me Samir. Hello. Hi, mate. Hey, Dan. Having a good right. week? Had a good weekend? Week's been a little bit... The day job has been a bit stressful the last couple of weeks. Kind of a final phase of a, a new product release. So it's been a bit all hands on the pump, you know? Um, testing of stuff and rewriting bits to sort out bugs and that kind of stuff. But anyway, it's far too much detail for what people are here to listen to. Sounds um, interesting. <laughs> yeah, so interesting that I'm hoping to just pack it all in so I can do this full time. That'd be great. That'd be very nice, very nice indeed. Yeah, yeah I'm just joking. It sounds interesting. Uh, <laughs> before someone yeah. says on your channel he's Asian, that's why he's finding it uh, interesting. No, mate, I hate IT technology <laughs> and everything. Just to put it out there in case someone says that. No, it's been a disaster uh, week actually. Uh, good, well, good stuff at work. Took right. my car to, for a service. I've had it had it for nineteen years since new. Came back and they said, "Mate, if you want to, it's going to cost you about seventies and hundreds of two thousand pounds to get it fixed." I went, "That's hmm. fine," and it passed. It's how I seen everything last year. One one fault, and suddenly right. I've got all these faults. So I don't know. I don't want to spend that money on an old car. No. No. So, okay, so... <laughs> so what have been doing for a year, then? They've been ragging it round off-roading it or something? Or what? I mean, what? <laughs> well, I think if I had, uh, you know, my, you know, I've got a, a sporty car. I think I'd been stuck in the field or something. It was off-roading. <laughs> I don't know. I think it, had, it started having problems a few weeks ago, but I didn't realise there was problems. My... Brakes were actually freezing during the cold weather, not releasing properly mm. and stuff like that. So I thought, okay, it's a cold weather. If you, you know, the usual thing, the WD forty uh, comes out, you spray it on the brakes and it loosens up, and you think everything's okay. But no, the cables and everything and the disc were completely, and a few other things were completely gone. So I blame it on the cold weather, not my driving. Um, Fair enough. Okay, uh, so you got yeah. Okay, so you got to find some money from somewhere then. Mm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Any anyone out there who, who feels sorry for me? Yeah. Or anything like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Five grand donation, please, at our Patreon account. Five. <laughs> Just for the deposit. <laughs> that would be nice. yeah. yeah, you'll get a car for five grand. Yeah. yeah. It'll last <laughs> probably a year before it goes yeah. down. <laughs> So I suppose we should talk about tonight's movie, actually, after yeah. that uh, exciting, riveting intro. Um, <laughs> at this point, actually, I'll just say that if you don't have the time to watch these, you can always listen to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everywhere you can get podcasts from. We are on there. We are also on rumble.com and odyssey.com if you don't like YouTube. So you can find us everywhere. I'm just I, You know, I don't do enough to promote where we are on these we usually just get straight down to it and um i kind of want to get in the habit of just saying that we are everywhere you know you search for our stuff you can find it and it's 
<coughs> various different ways that you can actually consume our content as well. So with that said, tonight we're going to be talking about um, straw dogs, which yep. I'm very excited about. Um, so that, I've got the IMDB page up. Um, 1971 film director and the co-screenplay writer Sam Peckinpah. I don't really know this guy actually, Sam Peckinpah, but after looking into him some, um, he had an interesting career. Hmm. He's got some. He's got some interesting movies there, hasn't he? Or movies? Yeah. He does have a bit of a, a a style as well. His films they tend to be sort of fairly controversial and sort of hard hitting subjects and stuff. And that's definitely what Straw Dogs is all about. Definitely a hard hitting film. This. Yeah, you can say that again. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time you've seen it, isn't it? Yes, because. Um... I remember I wanted, wanted to watch it when it first, uh, I think, came out uh, on DVD or video when it, the bend was over. I think it was 2002 or three or something. And I think mm. um, I think it was my father, actually, or someone else that goes, you don't want to watch that. That is really controversial. It's not the sort of movie you really want to watch on a Saturday night, Samir. That's uh, exactly the sort of movie you want to watch. I'll I, I tell you what I regret. The only thing that really made me watch it more than anything else was Susan George's tits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, speaking of Susan George, just just briefly go through the cast. Dustin Hoffman, a big name. Well, he's sort of an up-and-coming name, I think, in the early 70s at this time. I think he had um, already become just... a big name, I think, because he had uh, made a movie called The Graduate and a few others before then, which made him, I think he was sort of up and coming, but why don't we say he was probably at the lower end of the A star or the, mm. yeah, or the Hollywood stars, A-listers. Yeah. The Graduate, was that a 60s film then? Yeah, 1967 or 68. Hey, mm. Mrs. Robinson and all that. Sort of yeah, yeah. Sound of silence. So you've mentioned Susan George, uh, Peter Vaughan. I love Peter Vaughan as an actor. Yeah, Absolutely. he's one of those dodgy guys. Isn't he? He's got that dodgy face. <laughs> okay. I'm telling you, he's got one of those faces. Either he's going to be your granddad, who's going to be really strict and then be really kind to you, because I remember him doing them sort of movies. Or he's going to be one of those really evil people. That you don't really trust. That's what I remember uh, about Peter Vaughan as a kid. Uh, he played the um, the ogre in Time Bandits that we reviewed. If you remember. Oh yes, I remember that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So all throughout my sort of childhood and early teens, Peter Vaughan was appearing in TV shows and movies. That's why I quite like him. Oh. Uh, some other members of some other cast of note. Um. June Brown, oh, wasn't it? Gone. From EastEnders. Uncredited, yeah. I never even uncredited. saw her. No, well, that's probably why she was uncredited. Yeah, probably in the background, just serving a cup of tea or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jim Norton is worth mentioning because he's been in a number of things sort of around about that sort of 70s, yep. 80s period. 
And who was the other guy? David is it David Warner? David Warner, who played um, Henry, yeah. the uh, the the odd bloke. <laughs> yes. Um, Wasn't he famous for being at uh, the some? He was in one of our movies we reviewed as well, wasn't it? The Time Bandits again? Okay? It was time. He played evil in Time Bandits. Yeah, yeah, and he, I think he was in some Bond movies as well, or one or two Bond movies, if I remember correctly, um, as well. well. He's he's just a very sort of recognisable and sort of famous English actor, old David Warner. Yeah. Um, Rotten Tomatoes score. 81 critic review, 82 audience score. Very consistent scoring for this movie. Yeah, I wonder how many teenage boys went to watch it and had self-love in the cinema. Well, they couldn't. They couldn't because it was fucking banned for years. You went on uh, British cinema? Um, I can't remember precisely about British cinema, but um, I know that there was, it was banned for quite a considerable period of time because yeah. it was just deemed too too harsh for audiences to watch. And it's funny actually because at the time, this time, this time period, mm-hmm. um, is when films started to ramp up the violence and sex scenes, obviously. And uh, yeah, a few of them came out uh, at the same time, didn't they? Clockwork Orange, Dirty Harry, yeah. and this one. And yeah. two out of the three were banned. Dirty Harry went on to make yeah. Eastwood a big star, and the other two were just like, yeah, sorry, you can't watch that. Yeah, so it's um Yeah, it was it was just kind of that next level, I suppose. Yeah, like the sixties, the late sixties, I and mean, violence in yeah. movies was getting more profound. And now this is just kind of the next level. So it's just pushing boundaries now. So yeah. we've got films like this to thank for modern day cinema and all the violence and Twisted and all the crime, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Really appreciate that. He left us a yeah. great world to live in. But another thing is, it reminded me of the Wicker, uh, Wicker Man, very strange village, and it was that vibe. And I've mm. the f- first few minutes, I thought, uh, this is one of those ones where I'm going to feel a little bit, a little bit uneasy about something. It was like really strange, and then I got real, really happy when uh, suddenly. The girl from the railways, uh, kids or whatever it was called, came along with Susan George with her tight jump on, and you could see her bits. And I thought, hello, Susan, because I follow on Instagram yeah. as well. Uh, and yeah, right. yeah. Uh, obviously, I didn't message her and said, By the way, you got a nice pair when you were in 1971. I don't you know had. if you still got them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you still got them. <laughs> you still got those tits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're wrinkly or they're okay still. <laughs> if she's watching, um, she'll probably go that pervert. <laughs> so, I mean, I kind of, I, I got sort of a bit deep on this film, a bit with the meaning and subliminal meaning and stuff. Yes. Because there was so much in this. And it is one of my favourite films. I remember the first time I watched this. I went through a phase where I was just searching up, you know, like most banned, you know, most censored films and the IMDb top 50 or top 150 best films of all time and all that kind of stuff. And Straw Dogs was in it. So I was just working my way through a list. And I came across this and I started watching it. And just the tension is immediate in this. Yes. And it just builds up and builds up and builds up to it. The first time I watched it, I had to stop it 
at one point and just go and like make myself a drink or something just because it was like fucking hell this is tense it's like someone's putting a weight on your chest yeah you know sorry i want to come back to susan george uh, sue george right in this movie and i'm going to say this and it's really a shame how come we don't have beautiful english girls like that anymore or british girls i mean we do but you know what i'm trying to say that elegant look Oh, it might be a little bit old-fashioned, but we have these kebab eaters, don't we? He's firing up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the classic, yeah, the classic yeah. British, yeah, British babe, just out there, pissed up on a Saturday night, taking her yeah. shoes, walking barefoot through the street with a kebab, holding her shoes in one hand, kebab in the other. Yeah. yeah. And the worst thing is, is that one of them might be attractive, but they'll throw up or uh, fart like a bloke, and you think, nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's what I liked about this movie. I mean, it showed the elegant side that we used to have. Uh, and it's a shame. Thing is, Amy is a prick tease in this. She is a massive prick tease. Yeah, she is. And it's absolutely fantastic because she's from like small village Cornwall. She's obviously grown up being the centre of attention in that little village because she's the best-looking girl there and everyone wanted a, wanted a piece yeah. of her. And now she's come back. So she, we assume that she's gone away somewhere. Found her in America. Yeah. So she's travelled out of the local, out of the village, and everyone else has stayed behind. She's yeah. then gone and met some, like, the American fella. She's come back. And it's all a little bit of glamour and it's all eyes on me type of thing. Yeah. And so she's um she's yeah, just the centre of attention throughout this whole film, and it's complete prick tease. Yep. But on one thing I'm gonna tell the Cornwall tourist board, don't show this movie because I wouldn't go to Cornwall after watching that. I mean it is quite <laughs> <laughs> I reckon. Uh the village is very- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that's what I mean. See, already good. <laughs> And uh, I'm about an hour and a half away from that village where I am. Okay. An hour and a half car drive away from that village. So what we have to do when I come down, we have to go to that village uh, and well, what, uh, sort of take photographs of the pub and if it still exists. Doesn't no the the pub it um it looks like a private it's been converted to a private residence now, but there is there is like a guest house okay. further down the road. So it's like a pub and a restaurant and stuff. It's a tiny little village. Okay. And Susan George obviously doesn't live there anymore, wasn't there? No. And, uh, no. But yes. Yeah. Now, anyway, she we talking? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> she should be, be your grandmother, mate. <laughs> well, it probably could be out. your grandmother, but, but it could be my grandmother. You <laughs> <laughs> both are grandmothers, really. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But um, <laughs> coming back to this movie, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the opening music is fucking weird for a start. Yes, and the opening scene is just yeah, her walking down that down yeah. the street with pert nipples. I mean, it is nice to look at, definitely. And but what what a way to introduce a character! Immediately, yeah. you know that oh, here we go. I mean, this whole film is about is all based on sex and masculinity. Yes. Um, you wouldn't make a movie nowadays like this, would you? Um, yeah, well, no. No. Uh, just, just couldn't do it. But another strange thing is, why would kids be playing in a graveyard? 
I know it's during the day. Well, because there's nothing else. There's nowhere else. It's a small village. There's nothing else. It's probably the biggest like green patch of grass that there is in that centre of the village. So you had that. That was strange. Then you had a little group uh, playing with a cat going around the cat. And then you had that David guy with his stick playing with a uh, 13-year-old girl who was, by the way, 21 at the time or 22 as an actress. But she looked very young. Because I remember she was mm -hmm. in, uh, as I said, the Railway Kids or whatever that movie was called, uh, with Jenny Edda or Jenny, what's her name, Editor or Geditor? I can't remember. Oh, Ag Agatha. Jenny, Agatha, yeah. yeah. Jenny, yeah. Jenny Agatha, yeah. Uh, she was another one. Uh, anyway, sorry, I'm in one of yeah. those funny moods today, but you can tell <laughs> tonight. But yeah, uh, I found that strange. So basically, they were saying it was about a paedophile, a so called some guy who was allegedly being a paedophile. But I don't think he, he was mentally ill and he had probably killed someone, David. Well, uh, well I think we, we don't actually learn his past, but David's the kind of the odd one of the, the village idiot, is like the kind of class him as. And we we kind of assume that he's got a past. Maybe he's like felt up a kid or something. He's done something inappropriate to a, to a child, which is why his brother's tasked to keep a close eye on him. Otherwise, he would have been ousted and put away or, or whatever. But then again, from that scene where what's uh, what's her name took him to that shed, uh, and I don't think he was it would have been a paedophile or anything like that. I think he was just allegedly he had done something. I think he may have done something else, or he might have had yeah. mental health issues. Well, that's what was alluded to was the fact that he wasn't all on the ticket. No, and you see, it reminded me of Lenny from the from Mice of Men. If you've ever seen that, or read that book, or seen that movie, no, I haven't. Um, no. Very, very similar character. Not quite there, you know. Got the mental age of a, of a child, and whenever a woman sort of flips out, his immediate reaction is to stifle the scream. So Lenny from Mice of Men ends up killing um, a woman on the, the the ranch that they're working on. They have to run away, and anyway, um, and it's very similar to this. David's a very similar character, so. With that, with that girl Janice, when they're in the in the shed, she starts sort of making a bit of a a bit of a noise and stuff, you know. Sort of, and he immediately so like, no, shut up, shush, shush, and then ends up strangling her to death. Yeah, because you think he's holding and goes, hold on, stop, they'll get you, they'll get you, and you think, yeah, right, okay. And the next thing you realize, her her feet are off the ground, so he's basically lifted. He's quite a strong yeah. fella. And killed her yeah. without realising. But before that, she was sort of yeah. teaching him how to kiss and stuff like that. That was very much a 70s and 80s thing where girl, uh, older girls would always teach either kids or boys like that or younger boys uh, how to kiss. Like If there was a girl who was 15 or 16, I remember, you know, I, you know, boys being taught by who are 10 or 11 now to kiss a girl. And that used to happen on playgrounds and whatever. Sort of thing. Uh, I have those memories um, from the old days, and you think, "Wow, okay." Uh, I mean, that was the thing that happened. Now, if that happens, that's it. The younger boy or girl will get, "Yep, sexual harassment." So it's amazing how <laughs> this. If you think about it, it's amazing how yeah, society yeah, just, has changed yeah. from what it's massively. Yeah, yeah. Be, because there's no, there's not a lot of innocence anymore. No, there's you know kids. Kids have got smartphones these days at the age of that like fucking eight, even younger. Yeah. So all we've got to do is just get on the old fucking 
Pornhub and Porn and you're away, yeah. Yeah. Even if you just type into a search engine, you know, naked woman on a naked woman on a beach or something, and the image search will more or less return some sort of results that so there's no innocence anymore. You can just go and see it all and see what happens. Whereas back then, yeah, it was kind of you 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 explored and learnt your way around those things. Yes, yes, and yeah. it, and, and shame is a shame in a way that we've uh, not in a way it is a shame we have lost that sort of society where the innocence was there. As you say, even five year old kids or three year old kids or even slightly older kids have their excess on their smartphone. And I want when you and I were uh, even that age, we didn't have this technology, and people definitely in the seventies didn't have it. So no, yeah, you had, you had to go around looking in bushes to find porn mags when I was that age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why did yeah. people do that? Why did people stuff porn mags in in bushes? Or they hide them I've under the bed? Never figured that out. Yeah, but it's, it's nationwide as well. I've heard other people talking about it as well back in the eighties and that. You yeah. just find like usually a black bin, usually a black bin bin liner, yeah. so it wouldn't get wet. Rolled up, stuffed in a hedge. Yep. <clears throat> And uh, the funny, yeah, the funny Jake was uh, the sticky, paper, uh, sticky pages, wasn't it, as well in those days? About them. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know about that, but it was just, it was great because I remember it, it would make the day, you know, if you've got like, you know, during the summer holidays and you've got loads of time off school and one of your mates or you find a poor Meg stuffed in a bush, that's it. It made the day. Everyone was, oh, fucking, let's have a look, flicking through, you know, fucking brilliant. Tear the page out. I'll have that one. You know, you have that one. <laughs> I remember one year when I was a kid during the summer holidays, we found a fucking sack full of it. <laughs> a fucking sack. A big black sack full of yeah. clipped out porn images. Whoever had dumped that, I'd love to know who that person was. Why? Can you write? Hey, how did you get? Yeah, write in. Write, write in. <laughs> Tell them who was exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'd just like to ask that person, right, A, how did you get so much porn? And B, why stuff it in a black bag in a hedge? Yeah, it might be. But anyway, he, you know, he might have had a girlfriend. It was his secret uh, sort of uh, fantasy, you know, whatever he was doing in the bushes, in every sense of the word. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Weird. And it is it's weird that it's like a nationwide phenomenon as well that that happened all all throughout England. People finding, you know, kids finding fucking poor mags stuffed in bushes. Bizarre. Well, poor- Paul found this somewhere in Hampshire. So if you remember this, please write in to us and we'll promise you we won't <laughs> mention your name. Just say, by the way, yeah. this was me. And the reason was so, so, and so. I'm, I'm guessing it would have been about 1988, round about. <laughs> 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 well, the thing is, if, if that guy's around still or she's around, we don't know, do we? So, madness. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so yeah. where were we? It was on the Janice situation. Janice situation. Well, yeah. But also that opening scene, no. David's brother gets hold of him and slaps him hard in the face and then yeah. says no. Yeah. Well, later on in the film, Dustin Hoffman, or David, does that to Henry again. Yeah. When he's grabbing hold of um, Was it Amy David or Henry? On the bed. Henry. It was Henry that was grabbing, grabbing up yeah. um, Amy. Yeah, Amy. When when the siege was siege of the house was going on, and Dustin yeah. Hoffman, 
Davy just grabs hold of him, excuse me, a hard smack and just shakes his head at him and it just no. calms him down. It's like it stops. Because otherwise we'd end up killing Amy as well, probably. Yeah. And he was I the think... one that was trying to fucking save him. Yeah. Uh, the, the the strange bit was the cat. Was he busy, busy? Kitty, kitty, kitty. And then when he goes and changes his shirt, bloody hell, he's what the hell? Yeah. Well, the thing is, the underlying thing with this film is obviously A is the sexual element, the sexual tension that's built up. Quite clearly, Amy is from the village. You know, as we said, she's left. And there was a key point at that opening scene is that Charlie says, do you remember when I used to take care of you, Amy? And she said, See, the, but the problem is you didn't. No. And then later on, when the act, you know, when the scene happens, yeah, Charlie's threatening her with a slap to make her do what he wants. So I wonder if it was potentially a previous relationship they had when they were a lot younger and he was abusive to her then. That's the way that he would do things, would would hit her about, which is why she said, you never used to take care of me then. But you know what I liked about this movie? The last half an hour with this short guy who looked like a weeb, basically. He was very soft, gentle person. And it's really true. You just take someone beyond that point and they'll snap. And that's what happened to Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Yeah. And I well, the, like the whole film. Yeah, I that's one of the things I really like about it. In fact, I like what I like most about it is he used his brain as well. He wasn't just yeah. he just didn't go just postal and not no. stabbing people up and smashing people over the air with stuff now. It was clever. It was yeah. thought out. He used his brain to get the better of them all. But the thing that the underlying thing with this, as I was just about to say, was that this it was about David being att- his masculinity being attacked. Yes. Because he, right from the get-go, there was this undercurrent that the, that the Cornish fellas are all ripping the piss out of him. It's like, oh, yes. this American, what the fuck does he know? What an idiot. And they're all kind of sniggering at him and stuff behind his back and t- saying things under their breath and that. So that, And as a, as a man... You've probably been in situations like that. I know that I've been in situations like yeah. that. It's it's very much a male dominance thing. You've got a group yes. of people. They will they will try and attack your masculinity. They will try and push you to a point yeah. where you either cower down and capitulate and do whatever they want, or you just stand up and say, "Right, what's the fucking problem then? Let's Come on, let's have it yeah. out." Yeah. yeah. And that was the, the whole film is that gradual build up. So they're all t- ripping the piss out of him, taking the piss out of him. And it just that gradual build up. And even Amy herself, as well, after that cat scene you mentioned, finding the cat yeah. hanging in the wardrobe, she then also undermines and attacks his masculinity. So not yeah, only she- is he getting it from the guys that he's hired to fix the property up. Yeah. He's getting the piss ripped out of him from them. They're laughing at him and stuff. But also he's his own fucking his own wife or girlfriend. I don't know if they're married or not. I can't remember. I think no, it's his wife. Right. So even she's fucking attacking his masculinity. So he's getting it from all angles. And it's just this slow build-up where you think, right, he's going to snap at some point and he's got to. And don't forget, he probably didn't come from a a background where he had a hard life compared to the Cornish guys who were built like a rock. He He was this short guy from wherever. Exactly. He was an academic. Yeah, that's the thing. He was an academic. Yeah, he was a mathematician. So he sat there writing and reading books. But again, I'm going to go back to Susan, Susan, uh, George, Amy. I tell you what really annoyed me. And if I was her husband, right? You know when they were sitting in the living room, and she goes, "Okay, I'm going up." She takes a jump off, throws it, and she he goes, "Don't forget to uh, uh, put the blinds out." And she stands in front of the window, 
Fraser uh, tanned tits and body. Looking at the guys, going, look at what what he's having. You may be taking the Mickey out of him, but look at this. And I thought, if that was me downstairs and my wife did that, I know. Old guy, old flip. Okay, what the yeah. hell are you playing at? I mean, yeah, I know well, yeah. everyone belongs, your body belongs to you, but hold on, the point of marriage or partnership is, you know, exactly that. Uh, you're the only person yeah. who would want to see it. Well, that's what I was saying about Amy being a prick tease. Yeah, there is was. a certain type of woman out there, and I've known a few of them in my life, that they um, will yes. just push buttons. Yeah. They just push buttons. They deliberately do things to try and get attention and get a rise out of you. So what she was doing there was just to try and get a rise out of the guys outside all staring at her. She's there topless in the window. Yeah. And to get a rise out of him downstairs, she's playing them all off against each other because she wants to be the centre of attention. She's very manipulative. Oh, so she's not know. a very nice character in this, actually. No. Amy. She really isn't. Oh, very, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, they always say that nasty per person will come in disguise or uh, evil person. So she's come in a form of attractive female form where, okay, she'll use her beauty for advantage. And as you say, playing a chess game. It was playing a chess game, but mm -hmm. mentally. And it ended up being physical as well on the, that scene because I, I think we need to uh, sort of discuss it at some point. And um, I felt sorry for David because I really liked his character. He was a soft, gentle guy. All he wanted was peace, get on with his academic writing, enjoy some English or Cornish hospitality, and then go back to America, whatever the case is. But I think the first point of him snapping was when they said, oh, why don't you come and hunt with us? Yeah. And they took him, oh, well, well, you need to just sit here, we'll come back. And then, you know, what happens, it was like, that scene happens, which I think we are uh, because we've spoken about, it, we might as well go to we that need, scene. We need to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. We, we need to talk about that scene. So they actually bullshitted him. What they wanted to do was basically go and have sex with Amy or Raper or whatever the case was. At the time, I thought, okay, when um, is it Henry, the first guy? Uh, Charlie. Charlie. Charlie went there. Uh, the it was tough looking guy, mate. I'm telling you, I mean, yeah. he was tough, a smart guy. He was a typical. Navy or British Army guy, the way he was built, I have to say. He looked like that. Uh, but then again, in those days, Cornwall or people that did a lot of labour work, so they had to be that tough as well. And I thought they were um, were lovers, and she'll say, no, 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 I'm tempted by you. But I didn't realise till the bit where he slaps her. No, he's raping her, basically. Mm -hmm. And then he raped her. Had his fun, and then suddenly that guy with a shotgun comes along and goes, oh, I'm having a bit now. So I thought, okay, we'll grab the shotgun and stop him. Instead, he just holds it down and lets yeah. him have a go. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's very wrong, that scene. It is, it's uh, odd. Because there's parts where Amy's almost into it. She's telling him no, but giving him signs, some, some signs of yes. And... And that's another thing as well that, that makes me think about this film gets me thinking is because I know for a fact there's plenty of women out there that have rape fantasies, believe it or not. Bizarre. Yeah. They just want to be overpowered and taken. And it's a thin line. It really is a fucking thin line. Well, um, but, yeah, slapping her about and stuff and that, some some people are into that. But she, I mean, she clearly says no. 
yeah. you know, asks him to leave a number of times, which he fucking should have done. But obviously, you know, they they obviously were lovers in the past. Yes, there's been some intimacy there before, and um, he's just taken it over she wasn't a virgin bride when she went to America. Why don't we tell when she got married to David? That was clear anyway. No, it's a, well, you know, <laughs> it's the, the, the village mentality, isn't it? So, yeah. you know, the pretty girl of the village. Yeah. <laughs> um, and but, not, yeah, it, it, was a bit, it was a bit difficult to handle, um, that scene. Yeah. Not only the first bit, but the second bit where, um, I can't remember the guy's, the character's name now, um, it comes in with a shotgun. And it uh, is... Yeah, you do expect Charlie to do something heroic there. Yeah. He doesn't. He just, yeah. And I forgot that he held her down because it's been a little. It's been a number of years since I watched this film, and I forgot that he held her down. So when I watched it again this morning, I was like, "Fucking hell, I forgot that." That's pretty harsh. I there's one. All... There's a couple of frames. Yeah. There's a couple of frames where it, where he's holding her down by the back of her neck, and it cuts to him, uh, the other guy, um, taking her from behind. And yeah. it cuts back again to him holding on a sofa. And that was a little bit shocking as well. You know, that, that sort of those few frames was a bit like, Jesus Christ. I mean, you know what's going on, but you don't necessarily need to see it. No, I think that's why I think it was banned for such a long time because that is a five, literally about three to five minute scene. Another thing I didn't get about that scene is like at the start, she starts kissing him while they're having sex. And then suddenly she goes, no, no, no. And then he starts being a little bit well, rough and really yeah. gets going. That's kind of what I was saying is that some yeah. women enjoy that. Some women do have rape fantasies and stuff. And I think also that we're reading between the lines an awful lot here, but I do I do think that if you read the book, maybe, because this film is based on a book like most movies, yeah. there might be a little bit more explanation into it. And I think that it's possible that those two were lovers in it, you know, were previously in a relationship. And that was a little bit abusive. So to her, it was kind of familiar territory. Yeah. So that's why she was being slightly affectionate to him, but also saying, no, you need to leave. Yeah. And so there's a bit of familiarity there. Yeah. And I think by that time when she said no again, that's it. He was like too into it and raping her and didn't realize himself or did realize he was doing what he was doing. At the end of it, he apologized. Yeah. But if you remember (laughs) rightly, he says, I'm sorry. Yeah, a little bit late by then, bit, isn't bit it? Fuck, really, a bit fucking late. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and late. especially when you uh, let the other guy uh, do a uh, take up the Jexy as well, isn't he? Really, he sort of uh, say, okay, I'll have anal yeah. sex with her and let her suffer. Well, that wasn't implied. No, no, he was just he just took her from behind. It wasn't. You know what? I was really shocked. <laughs> what does it say? <laughs> no, it just I thought I was shocked when I saw that. I thought, bloody hell. I mean, okay, her going around topless and that, but yeah, fine. That was like the anyway, coming up in the 60s, anyway, it was a flower power revolution, free love, and all that shit. So that was okay. But when that scene came up, bloody hell, what's going on here? Well, it's kind of heavily implied as well. I mean, there's one point that David says to her, because she comes in from outside yeah. the cottage and they're all staring at her and she comes in complaining to David that they're all staring at her. And he says, well, why didn't you wear a bra? No. And she's like, why should I have to? Yeah. Because I think a few years before that, if I remember correctly from my history, 
they burnt their bars at uh, the women protest for their rights. And I think that was it was implement- a, it was part of a feminist protest. So I do think yeah. that that kind of carried on. Yeah, that sort of yeah, it's kind of it was yeah a little bit of a. Uh, I can't think of the word now. Fucking hell. Shit, it's gone. But, but yeah, but it's kind like, of like a... Yeah. But can you imagine blokes doing the same thing? Okay, we're going to walk around with our bits out. You know, we want our freedom. Can you imagine even in those days, we would uh, it would basically say, no, you can't do that because that is extra harassment and it's not decent. I don't want to give a shit. If men walked around with a fucking knob out, no one would give a shit. Unless you're stood there with it hard, just jacking off in front of people and stuff, then people would care. But if you're just walking around, because no one wants to see blokes fucking knobs. No, but it whereas if a woman walks around topless, loads yeah, of people, loads of blokes be like, oh, you just yeah. would be able to help yourself. But what, a guy walks back with his knob out, most women turn the other way. Yeah. Totally different. Totally. Set and not only rules. that, I just I'm, I'm going to uh, add something. Con uh, anyone who is from. America or other parts who are watching this, it was quite a big thing uh, that in the UK because we had a, pa- a page called Page Free, and a lot of people used to buy a newspaper called The Sun spe- specifically for Page Free. And what Paul was saying, it was popular for a beautiful looking young woman with her boobs out, uh, and guys would go, Wow, look at that. And it's quite amazing how popular it was. I think it got stopped in the early 2000s, was it? Or mid-2000s? I can't remember because I know... Mid, uh, I think. Mid, yeah. So, yeah, it was quite amazing. I think that was part of it as well, this movie. I'm, I know I'm going off topic, but I just felt there's something there. Well, I um, I like the underlying theme of the masculinity being attacked because it's just David, this academic fella. And he's just being hammered from all sides. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about this? You know, yeah. Those guys taking the piss out of him, and you can just see that it's a strange hill to die on, though. Protecting yes. um, that Henry fella, and he obviously feels some sense of responsibility because he's hit him with his car. Yes. So yes. he's taking him back to the cottage, but he doesn't seem that bad, does he? Because he's. He's walking around the house. He, he asks to go to the toilet at one point, and then he's upstairs thrashing around and whatnot. He's not that badly injured. But the thing with that is that Amy saying to him, saying to David, hand hand him over. That's all they want. Hand him over. So fucking hell, you've got no morals at all, every woman. I think the story was about the morals. He had morals, and he wouldn't go beyond a certain point. Till and nobody actually, else did, I don't think. No, <laughs> no, and no one else had morals. Yeah, you're right. But the funny thing about him was, like, he broke, and then his morals just went. Because if you remember, he goes, "I can't believe it. I killed all five of them, or something like that." And he yeah. celebrated that. Yeah, he celebrated yeah. that at one point. He said, "I've got them all." Yeah, yeah. And you thought, "Good on <laughs> you, son. Good on you." <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was all kind of cheering him on. It's like, yeah, mathematician comes good. I'll tell you the bit that made me really uh, cringe. Do you know when, um, is it Henry again? And what was that guy, the tough guy who raped to the first one? David Henry, what's his name? Charlie. Was, Charlie, I always forget his name. Where Charlie pushes him down the stairs, he comes near that man trap and he's going to attack him and he just puts that trap on his head and puts it together. And next thing you realise, he's choking to death and he thought, 
Well yeah. done, David. Well done. You've shown him who's a man yeah. now, haven't you, son? Well, you that's it. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Is that they yeah. all thought that he was a pushover. Yeah. And he's taken them all out one by one. Yeah. Even the um even the, the main fella, the big guy, the uh the 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 um the patriarch of the whole family. Uh, Tom would go but he go he goes in with the yeah. with the shotgun oh, and ends up blowing his own foot off with it. <laughs> yeah, that's where he whacks his hand and the next thing you realise he's shouting yeah. and one of them goes, What's going on? What's going on? And then looks at it and all his toes and everything all over the place and you think yeah, it's just yeah. fucking minced beef down there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. I bet they didn't of, think he was good... going to be that tough, did they? They thought he'll probably go in. He'll they'll slap him around and they'll get that guy out and probably rape Amy again and kill her or something like that. Well, it's an interesting point there, where he's. I mean, he gets violent with Amy. David gets violent with Amy as well. Yeah. At one point, he slaps her about, doesn't he, and sort of twists her arm back and grabs her by the hair and stuff. Yeah. But it's quite an interesting observation what he says is that if they get in here, they're going to kill us. They're going to yeah. kill us. They've gone too far now because they've already shot that major, that major guy. Yes. Whoever he was. I don't know. Was he supposed to be an ex, like a retired military man or something? Or, I don't know. He was ex military and I think it was a local magistrate, something like that. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So he was, he was, yeah. So he was in, in, to do with the law at some point. Yeah. That's um, right. Yeah, so when they when they sort of shot shot him in half with that shotgun, I think that's it. Then it was David was right. It's they've gone too far now. They've, yeah. you know, it's to hell with the consequences. Don't forget, I think uh, people don't realise uh, this, and I think he made a point, David. And uh, you hear this in murder cases as well, and uh, especially serial murders. They say, yeah, when we uh, killed the first person. We had that regret and then we couldn't stop ourselves. It was no turning from that because we knew we didn't have any value for life. And that's what David was saying. They're not going to have any value for our life. They're going to come in, slaughter us, and then get uh, Henry, who's a little bit uh, slow, and demolish him as well and slaughter him for the sake of it, just to find out where that girl was, um, who... We don't know. They give the impression she died, but I've got a feeling it could be a case, you know, where they say that sometimes people strangle someone. They're not dead, but they've just fainted or something for a second. I don't know. They're unconscious. Yeah. Unconscious or something like that. It might be that Mm. case as well. So he may have not killed someone there, but they never tell us 100% what's happened. But I agree with David. They had gone past that point and he had to do something. He was like, either I win and take them out. Or they take us out, and he decided, okay, I'm going to use my brain. Doesn't matter if they think I'm whatever. I'm going to do it, and he did yeah. it. Yeah, Especially it's just very strange. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I. It, it's strange. I, I think every every woman should watch this film because you get an insight to what it is to be like a man. Because all throughout my adult life I've kind of navigated situations where there's always a, a an alpha male that's trying to put dominance on you and trying to yeah. you know put sort out some sort of pecking order and sometimes it's just fucking exhausting living like yeah. that it is and it it doesn't really need to be that way but we're obviously just hard coded 
for that yeah. sort of stuff. It's just in us. Um, and it's I, I relate to this film in so many different ways because I've just navigated situations like that in my life where you just think, oh, for fuck's sake. And then there's always a point where you're like, right, I've got to do something here. And you don't want yeah. to do it, no. but you feel you've got to because otherwise this will just go on indefinitely and your life will be in misery. So you've just got to say, right, that's it. I'm going to have to do something about this and go and face up to it and meet it head on. And yeah. the, I just love the way that is portrayed in this film, obviously to a, a real excessive degree with excessive yeah. violence, but it, it's, <laughs> I, I just relate to it. I, that's why I love this film so much. Uh, I agree with you. Okay, you don't uh, go to uh, length where you kill each other or whatever. In some cases, people do do that. But there is a point where, especially if you are like academic like him, and maybe even short, and people think, okay, because they're short, they look small, they can push them around. And people do push you around sometimes to test your physical as well as mental side of things. And people don't realise the same much a person can take before they'll snap. And unfortunately, certain people, they'll snap to a point where they will kill. And some people will snap and just either have a, a sort of argument, like uh, verbally, or might have a little scrap and a punch up where they might just win uh, or something like that. And then uh, kiss and make up as uh, they did in the old days. But the modern days, as you know, if something like that happens with the kids, they get a knife out and just kill the other person. I mean, when, when we were uh, kids, you know, you would get pushed by the school bully and you might beat him by luck because he's pushy. So, yeah. The next day, you're friends. So, you see well, different Yeah, terms. I mean, that's how, that's how it used to be. Now, it's totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you get five, you get all those five, five guys would all, all kick the shit out of one person and there'd be no. Yeah. There's no moral compass anymore. I mean, how many fight videos do you see on Twitter and stuff like that where there's, like, one kid yeah. being beaten the shit out of by three of them? Yeah. And there's just no honour in that anymore. That's long gone now. It right. used to be a one-on-one -on -one situation. You've got a problem with him, you two sort it out. And everyone yeah. else just kind of stands off, lets you sort it out, and then you pick yourself up. And it's more likely dealt with over the old days when there's a bit of honor in it now yeah yeah now i think you know because we watch so much hollywood films tv shows and stuff people yeah. seem to think that confrontations are these big choreographed fights they're not no they're just these scrappy kind of grabbing hold of clothes and everyone's throwing wild haymakers that are missing and yeah. you know there's no skill to it um it's just it's awful and it's it's not like going into a boxing ring where you go in with a jab and come out. It's nothing like that. No, it's no technique. No, it's just <laughs> everyone just throws wild haymakers all the time. It's just no, it's horrible. Have you seen the, that kind Jones? of? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Do you know the fight scene between you, Grant, and Colin for where they're fighting? And they're I don't. Sort of, uh, well, they're basically fighting each other. And like you say, it's a mess. Basically, they're fighting each other. And it's like missing each other. And they're also doing all this sort of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah like that. I've never seen any blokes fight like that. But it's like showing how much it can be a mess. It's not like in a boxing yeah, it's ring. Not, or, no. Yeah. 
or like a Hollywood film where everyone's you know, all choreographed and someone does a low kick and sweeps the leg and punches yeah. so-and-so in the face and blocks a kick. And No, it's rubbish. It just doesn't – yeah, and modern-day fights now, it's just like it's usually one person with about five others just fucking kicking the one on the ground. So and not every other person's Bruce Lee as well, like in the, in the movies. Like every other person knows how to uh, do kung fu or, or one of the martial arts. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, coming back to the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tangent now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've got plenty of notes, but I think I've kind of covered most of what I want to get out on this. There's there's a lot of subcontext context in yeah. this film that's going on, and uh, watching it today. I didn't particularly I didn't like Amy's character. I didn't like Charlie's character. No. David was also a bit of an arsehole at times. Here's something actually. There's one scene where you've got Amy and David talking to each other in David's study where he's trying to work. And Amy's in that chair by the oh, yeah. chalkboard. And she puts her feet on the chalkboard. And David just glares at her, doesn't say anything. And then she moves, she takes her feet down off the chalkboard. And then the, the conversation carries on. Well, later in another scene, David is sat in that chair. And Amy is sat at the desk where David was previous in the previous scene. Yeah. And David has got his feet up on that chalkboard. So for him, it's very much a sort of control thing. Because there's a scene where David says to Amy, when are you going to grow up? Yeah. And that was just after the rape scene. And you're thinking, well, she's fucking got, she's going to be grown up now. Fucking up. Yeah, that yeah. Traumatic yeah. experience. Jesus Christ. Because obviously he never, he never finds out. She never tells him, does she? No, no. Um, so it's very much like um, he was very pragmatic, very logical, obviously being a mathematician. And yeah. she was kind of like a free spirit, just, you know, just antagonistic and manipulative and whatnot. So he was almost like a like a parental like yeah. replacement. There was that scene you talked about in the study room, and it, it felt like a little bit of paedophile, sort of paedophile, uh, paedophile sort of uh, feeling because he goes about, I prefer eight-year-old girls or 15 or 12. You know, there's a chewing, chewing the gum or something, and they were joking. And it talks about age, and it went low to A. And even David had fascination with that young girl, Janice, as well. I didn't see that. No, don't Janice you remember was that? presenting herself. Janice yeah. was presenting herself in that church hall meeting where no, the, the no, Reverend no, not, was doing that. Not then, when he was sitting in a car or outside a pub, he was looking at her because she had a short skirt, and he was going looking up her up and down because of a short skirt. Do you remember that scene at all? Or... Well, yeah, I remember the opening scene, but I just didn't read it that way. Okay, it might be me. Just, I read uh... it. In, I read it in the fact that it was kind of like a like a very sort of well, the way that he was with Amy was very parental. Yeah, yeah, you know, sort of very controlling and sort of. So the way that I saw it was is that he was kind of looking at her in that way, like Jesus Christ, you know what? What on earth what? are you wearing? Sort of thing, you know. Sort That's of like a father would look at his daughter. Yeah, his father would look. Father would look at his daughter being dressed up like a prostitute, you know, yeah. showing everything off and stuff. Um, that's the impression that I got. And yeah. that scene you were talking about with in the where she's Amy's taking the chewing gum out. He's saying, "Don't do it, Amy. Don't yeah. do it." 
and she's just pushing buttons, just yeah, puts the chewing gum on the chalkboard, and she's just desperate for attention all the bloody time. She's just not a very nice character. No. I would love to actually interview and ask Susan George how she felt about that character. Because Susan George in real life is going to be a really, really nice lady. And it's amazing how she played that character. Yet she was a very attractive lady uh, in her young days. Um, She's got some photographs on her Instagram I've been following for quite a while, actually, about a year now. It's just because I remember her from different movies and her ex-husband who died few years ago of cancer but i didn't i know as i said this was the first time i didn't realize it was her and yeah very attractive but there was something about that character she was a sex addict i think one thing she liked having all that attention trying to hit someone tell you one and anyone and um yeah and i think i don't want to say this because it could be some people say, no, that's wrong. But it was like the tension that I want this guy to have sex with me. And I really want it. And I want I want it rough with the guy who raped. And he ended up being rape, raping her because she didn't like it. She forgot how rough he was, I think, first of all. And then he let the other guy take her on as well. And I thought, what the hell's going on here as well? And it was at one point I was going, shit. Uh, my heart's breaking for David Dustin Hoffman's. He's been, he's been basically shafted in every sense of the word. Uh, his wife <laughs> is getting raped. He's actually mentally getting that done to him. Uh, what's going on? And that's why the last half an hour, when he sorts all these people out, I loved it. I thought, yeah, well done. You got your anger out, and it, it reminded me about how Napoleon conquered um, Europe because of his height. There was a high element in there as well. The short man's anger, or whatever they say, and the Napoleon mm. um, syndrome that came out in the end. The anger in uh, that beast. I am much stronger and bigger physically and mentally than you think. Well, he just took control of the situation in some places, you know, where he's yeah. saying, Amy, go get the gun, whilst the guy's trying to break his back on the stairs. Yeah. He's like, go get the gun. Go and get the gun now. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone would and be saying that that calmly. He became a leader in that last in that last section of the movie. He yeah. stepped up and took it. But overall, I didn't none of these characters are particularly likable. David has no. faults. They all had their faults. Amy's had her faults. Charlie, what an arsehole he was. He, Charlie obviously cared for her, still had feelings, emotional feelings for her. Because yes. he ended up killing that other guy that previously yeah. raped her, ended up killing him. Yeah, so did. he still had feelings for it, but it was just expressed in the, the worst possible way. <laughs> yes. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you've got feelings for someone, you don't go up to someone. By the way, yeah, you have a guy, mate. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll force a, that person down. Yeah, you're right. It was done in a very bad way, you know in the worst possible way and none of them you're right none of them were nice people but what also got no. me uh was in the end where they're driving in a car i don't know where i live i don't know where my home is and he's driving away goes i don't know either so what does that mean that does it mean he goes uh see you later amy you can fuck off and i'm uh off to wherever well yeah and we just we just never know no 
and that's another thing. I, I do like films that just kind of leave you hanging and allow you to fill in the gaps in the story. Yeah. I quite like that. I know they've made a remake of this movie in 2011. Yeah. To, yeah. Is it 2011? Yeah. I hope they've not mugged it up. I know they've probably made it Americanized compared to what the original was. Yeah, it uh, was, yeah. I'd be honest with you, I won't be watching that because they always spoil a original when they remake it. Uh, but how can you? How can you just assume that? I've seen plenty of remake. I have, uh, which I were, have seen that remake. What do you think? I have seen it. I thought it was okay. Is it obviously going to be nowhere near as good as the first one because yeah. you don't have the um, the context of time of when it was released, that era that it was released. You don't have that. You don't yeah. have that kind of um, what do you call it? That whole um, notoriety surrounding the film either. Yeah. It was a remake for a remake's sake, and it is American yeah. Americanized. It's based in America. But yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was okay. It, it's quite faithful to the original. Yeah. And probably uh, another thing is we're so used to seeing people um, taking the tops of uh, women and men and women having sex on mainstream Hollywood movies. When they did it the, in 1971, people don't realise that wasn't still a thing in main cinema. People think, oh, it's been normal people having sex and so on screen. It, it wasn't. People don't realise it. Although it was a sex act, it was yeah. a rape act first and foremost. So yes. it's even more shocking yeah. at that particular time. We were yes, exactly. Yeah. And so even... It wasn't just two people have, like, having sex on camera, pretending to have sex on camera. It was a full-on brutal rape yeah. scene. And not only that, it was like even the, uh, the what I'm talking about is also the topless scene that was still shocking in the 70s. People don't realize that in the early 70s, even throughout the 70s, you wouldn't get that. It was more of a continental thing than uh, a British thing, or even uh, a I think Hollywood movie. Starting to get a bit more liberal in sort of the mid to late 60s, it was starting to get a bit more. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is compared to what we see now in mainstream Hollywood, uh, it's really mild and, and it was shocking. That's what I'm trying to say. Now, you would see that quite often in a Hollywood movie, especially in the 90s and up to early to mid-2000s. It was quite, yep, there's another naked woman or naked man or whatever. They're having sex. And you did have the shocking rape scenes. But I think we were mentally already geared up to see that it wasn't the same shock as you would I'd get in the 60s or 70s that's what i'm trying to say um right. yeah uh it's like it's accepted it's part of the story so that will happen in those days it was shit it is part of the story but i don't want to really see that and it's not acceptable mm -hmm. to have that on screen if you get what i'm trying to say mm -hmm. yeah. so let's just score it yeah sorry i'm just getting carried away with this movie uh that's all Okay, uh, it's your movie. I think you should go first, or do you want me to go first? Go on, you you, you go. Go on. Okay. I'm interested. I'm, I'm going to give it an eight. Good score. Yeah. yeah. And there's a reason for it. I um, really enjoyed watching it. It was the first time watching it. I enjoyed it. Uh, the movie was well made. 
uh, in, remind me of Wicker's Man uh, with Edward Woodward, where they had that strange village attitude to an outsider and all that. Yeah. Um, and the acting was very good, but by I finished it, I was a little bit confused. Is not, I don't know if confused is the word, but thinking, what the hell have I just watched? I'm, I'm a little bit wondering what the hell has happened there as well. Uh, it started off a young couple just going to, back to their wife's village and they end up killing half of the people and <laughs> uh, the wife getting raped. What, what have I just seen? It's like uh, going into, it's like a being on the sea where the weather was really smooth and nice and suddenly going through a storm and coming out the other side and just going, uh, what? I felt that way. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm giving this a massive nine. Okay. This, well. this to me just covers all bases. There's so many things I, I can relate to some things in it. Um, personal experiences. I can, I, I just like the whole attack on David's character's masculinity. And it's just ramped up to the point where he's just like, right, fuck it. I'm taking control of the situation yep. rather than backing out and running away. And yeah, there's just so many things I like about this film. I like, uh, yeah, I quite like Susan George and the fact that she was attractive and, you know, you get to see, her in a best light in this film that's quite good i like yeah. i like the fact that it's so tense and it's, yeah. it's so f focused on sexual attraction because every bloke in that village is fascinated with amy when she and turns up yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know i love that the fact that there's you know the, the sexual element in that that sort of yeah. so, the sexual tension that's building up yeah the overall tension that's building up Right from the very get-go, it's just slowly ramping up, and you can feel it in your chest. It just feels your chest feels tight when you're watching this film. So all of that put together, the the, the subtext of the film as well. You know, did did she do enough to stop him raping her, and not? And was there a previous relationship where he was abusive to her? All these kind of subcontext and reading between the lines. That's why this film's a nine for me, because there's so much going on in it. I have to say one thing. This is one of the few films where the score has been high from both by both people, three um, of us or two of us. I think otherwise there's always been that disagreement by some of us where we've given up five, four, six or something like that. But nine and an eight mm. is pretty high. He's up there. Uh, I wouldn't mind watching yeah. it again in a few years' time once... I've had a break. I think watching it uh, again as like, let's say tomorrow morning, for example, I, I don't think my stomach would be able to take it, but maybe in a few years time, I'd like to go, go and visit it again uh, mm. and see if I have a different view of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's wrap this up then. That's another one in the bag. Straw yep. Dogs, 1971. Dustin Hoffman. Definitely recommend it. Give it a watch. Um, yeah, okay. Well, you know, find us on various different social media Facebook, Twitter. Remember, you can listen to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and everywhere else you can get podcasts. You can even watch on Spotify. We upload all the video podcasts there. And we're also on rumble.com and odyssey.com if you don't like watching on YouTube. So find us there. 
I just want to mm, mention that's... something before we go as well. I want to say oh, congratulations yeah. to the team and us. We've reached 6,000 subscribers on uh, YouTube, and thank you very much for that. Uh, it's been a massive turnaround since, um, I think it's at November, where we've just grown from 300 or 6,000 uh, subscribers. And I want to just say thank you to our team in the background and all the background work that uh, the team does, which is one person, actually, Mr. Uh, George. <laughs> so I have to say, well done. He does work hard. Paul does work hard. And myself and Justin, our guest, I call our guest presenter now uh, because he doesn't come along that often. Uh, we just, we do a little bit. I, I mean, I do the research with the movies and watch them and I do bits here and there. But Paul's the one who's driving this channel uh, more than any of us. Uh, so, well done, teammate. Uh, thank you very much. Thanks. It's the shorts that are driving this channel. That's what it is. No one watches this stuff. They just watch the shorts. I'm sure someone <laughs> watches something. <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah. All right. Well, let's leave it there then. So um, thanks for watching. If you are watching, if you have got this far. And we shall see you again next week. See you next week, guys. Laters. Right, I need to play a video now to see us out. See you later. See ya.